not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Yo, 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 it's your boy JTG, former WWE superstar, one half of the illest tag team ever, Crime Time, and I'm here to give a big shout out to the Turnbuckle Report with my boys Josh, Leland, and Chad, the world's greatest wrestling podcast. Check them out. You know why you should check them out? Because they're making that money, money. Yeah, yeah. Chill. Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a Dogcast Studio podcast. Catch new episodes of the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turnbuckle Report. Your people's host, Leland, with you today. Talking a little backlash, WrestleMania backlash. It was ghoulish at times, yes, yes, it was ghoulish. We did see some of the best Roman Reigns has ever given us. We're going to talk about that. We, as in the guy, Chad, what's up, brother? What is happening, my guy? Man, oh, man. I'm loving this weather right now, man. I'm getting really pumped up for the fact that the seasons are changing right now. I don't know if you're the kind of guy that really gets into summer and spring and the weather change, but when you had the kind of Wisconsin winter that we had with all the snow where it was like 10 feet high in the air piled around my house, and now it's getting hot, dude, I am so pumped right now for a little bit of that summertime weather. I'm exactly the same way. I hate I, I hate the um, and this is this is like backwards for me to say this being from Colorado. Colorado is very uh, bipolar when it comes to its winter and uh, summer and every other season. It doesn't know what it wants to do. Like we literally just had a snowstorm like a week and a half. <laughs> so I'm ready for the sun the sun to be shining brightly. I'm definitely the sun's out guns out kind of guy. Um, yeah. I love it all. I'm a pirate at heart, so I like being on the water. You're so right. When I used to live in Colorado, I used to think, man, you know, spring was always one of those seasons in Colorado that you didn't know what you were going to get. You, you you had to prepare for spring for like you you left your winter jackets out, but you also started breaking out your shorts and your summer wear. But you always kind of expected that there might be a snowstorm in the following weeks. That kind of turned into, okay, what kind of weekend are we going to have? Is it going to be cold or hot? Here in Wisconsin, it's very consistent. When you get into March, April, May. In March, it's in the 40s. April, you start getting 50s. May, you start getting 60s. By June, you start getting 70s. And by late June, 80. So you kind of you kind of know what you're going to get. But every once in a while here, it'll throw you a curveball in like March, April, where it's going to have this stupid-ass snowstorm that hits. So I can relate. Sometimes it will get that weird-ass snowstorm, and it just really wrinkles your your entire life. Like you just expected some warm weather, and you get dumped on 10 feet of snow. Well, yeah, the, I mean the the Colorado look is uh, is shorts and a hoodie. That's that's the that's how you know you're a true Coloradan, right? Shorts there. and a hoodie. Yeah, yeah I, that's how I still rocking the hood. Yeah. We're rocking the hoodie and the shorts. Yeah, but that's your weather report. Um, that's your turnbuckle weather report do-do, from coast do-do, to coast. Do-do. <laughs> that was sponsored you know, so, by I, I, Leland's <laughs> Cubs hat. That that hey man hey you're the second person to comment on my Cubby's hat today. 
Hey, you know what? I can't. It's I can't a, hate on the Cubs because at least the Cubs are winning. What are the Rockies well, been lately? I mean, what are you going to do? Actually, the Rockies have been winning. I guess they beat the Reds, but honestly, any but any other team, they can't seem to compete. So whatever. Good. Good on you to be yeah. a Cubs fan right well, now. Well, they're totally. They're totally dismantling, but uh, the purple and black still looks good. Speaking of purple and black, man, we got to get into this. It's a lot of there's a lot of controversy going on right now. A lot of people bitching. That's what wrestling fans like to do. They like to get on any kind of platform they can and just bitch. Uh, sometimes it's a little too much for me, quite frankly. I think it's just but, the state um, of the world, man. If we ain't got I something to bitch about, we ain't happy. I, I think, I think it's warranted this this come this Monday here, the Monday after WrestleMania Backlash 2021. Oh, man. Good, bad. I want to get right into the bad. The zombie lumberjack match. As we're recording, I'm literally watching the recap. What the fuck am I seeing? What am I watching here? Uh, what is this? Dave LaGreca basically said that ruined the entire pay-per-view for him, and that is now the worst pay-per-view to date for him, besides the one where RoboCop showed up in the uh, the old Capitol, whatever the hell that in, that pay-per-view was called back in like 88 or whatever year that came out. 90 yeah yeah the one in, in washington the re, re, wrestlemania or it was uh wcw in in washington dc 1990 capital capital i don't know what it's called capital punishment or something like that but yeah no I, I yeah it was something like that well you know and that one's famous that one's famous for you know movie promotions going wrong because that was that was the whole robocop thing and then you get the whole funny thing is you actually have the real robocop out there with his suit and this guy is not mobile at all he can't do anything in the ring so that was kind of funny. Um, but now we have WrestleMania promoting the new Batista movie, as you appropriately told me here. Because uh, I had, no, I still had no fucking clue. Like three seconds before we got on the mic, I'm like, what was that all about? Why why they have zombies? Well, can somebody explain uh, me why man, zombies are on my fucking wrestling I just, show? I just don't get... I get the I get the cross promotion. I get that. I understand the pageantry to that in wrestling, and it's been around forever, especially in the WWE, or as Vince McMahon is now calling it. Anytime you listen to it, the WB. <laughs> uh, but I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand why the zombies were like basically eating uh, the Miz afterwards. I and not not uh, Damian Priest. I don't know. Army of the Dead. That's the movie as I look it up here. Yeah, um, Army of the Dead. Snack, Zach Schneider. Man, this was a shit show. Dave Bautista coming out this very soon. This was a soon. shit show. Who, wh- who was this supposed to entertain, honestly? Because I get your, I get that the Vince McMahon is promoting. I get that the WWE is promoting their brand. They're cross-promoting with movies. That's cool. Whatever. But who are you entertaining with this shit? It's not... It's. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm not entertained. At the end of the day, we realize that wrestling is already a scripted show for our entertainment. So let's stick to wrestling. I, I understand. It's not, in some people's eyes, real. So when zombies show up, you make this look even more fake. And for me as a wrestling fan, I need as much realism in this scripted show as you can possibly give me. And if you're going to put zombies in the middle of the ring, you've lost me. And I was, I was, you know, I could give two shits that if Damian Priest or or The Miz won. You know, because when you got when you got fucking John Morrison out there doing side flips off the off the ladder, kicking down zombies, mm-hmm. and then getting dragged, know. you know, would they have done that if a crowd was there? Let's just put it that way. Would you have seen any mm-hmm. zombies with a full crowd at this pay per view? I'm thinking probably not. Yeah, Robo RoboCop had a crowd. He sure did, and, and I, I kept reminding myself. I kept saying, "Okay, this is just like that RoboCop shit." You know, don't get don't get too don't get too upset. You know, that was easily forgivable. People forgot about that. Let's move on. But 
would I say this ruined the pay per view? Like Dave LaGreca um, put so elegantly, I I don't think it ruined it, but it did ruin that match for damn sure. I didn't listen to uh, any busted open this morning, and I'm sorry for that. I uh, busy work morning, so I didn't get to hear his rant. I'll have to check out the podcast later because I I love to hear his his uh, famous rants. Um, so what what was his what was his biggest throw throw on this? What was his what did he hate the most? Just the fact that the zombies were there, or that they were getting involved in the match? That they were involved in the match. They were the lumberjacks. They weren't the wrestlers. Yeah, uh, he felt like this was gimmick wrestling because of. Uh, no crowd. Yeah. Uh, he would have preferred that there was a crowd over having those zombies there. Like he was, he was like, so his, his whole take was, is that you had WrestleMania, you had half capacity crowd, you, you come back under the follow-up show with backlash and now you have zombies instead of people. And, 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 and Mm -hmm. at some point I'm thinking, okay, you're right, Dave, you know, you, you're making some valid points, but from the WWE side of things, you know, I don't, I don't know that they feel comfortable yet letting more people come in in a crowd. AEW doesn't seem to give a shit. WWE might. And and that's fine. Good for them. They're they're keeping their their wrestlers safe and that's number one priority for any promotion is to keep your town safe. However, they could have done that match in so many different angles than to gimmick that out with the with a bunch of zombies just because Dave Batista is having a movie. Like that was just such a fucking throwaway match, a waste of time for every talent in the in the ring. The Miz, who's a much better wrestler than that and deserves better, to to Damian Priest, who's a fine fucking wrestler, having to deal with that bullshit, trying to make his name in WWE, I, I don't think it benefited anybody, man. I think that was just a huge waste of time. And and I and this will be the one of the rarest times that I'll agree with Dave LaGreca that it did ruin parts of the pay-per-view. It didn't ruin the pay-per-view, but that part in particular, yes. I felt like it was fucked as soon as those zombies showed up. And I was confused, bro. Like I'm watching this thing, and I see zombies on the fucking on, on the screens behind, you know, the commentators. I I keep looking. I'm like, yeah, are people dressing up as zombies for this pay per view? What is this shit about? And then I come to find out later on, as the show rolled on, that oh, <laughs> they're part of the show. Well, first of all, I think you're giving the WWE a little bit too much credit. Well, I don't think they're really that concerned about COVID at this point. Um, I, I think they're, you know, just waiting to get crowds back in there, but you know, a lot of that, I don't think is driven by CDC or, or, you know, local standards or anything like that. I think it's driven by their current contract they have, uh, with the, um, ugh, man. And I, I should really have my shit together before I start talking, but the, the, the place where they're doing the Thunderdome, the, the university they're, they're working with, yeah, it's important. the contract they have with them. Yeah, so I I think a lot of this is driven because the contract's going to be over in in July, and that's why we're expecting uh, they've already released that come August they plan on being on the road and and having uh, capacity crowds again. So I think a lot of it's driven by that. So you know, sidebar, but you know, I w- I've been confused about WrestleMania backlash since the end of WrestleMania when they previewed backlash for the first time. The reason for that is, and I said this face to face with you, is I don't think they've ever called backlash WrestleMania backlash before. Not only is that a thing, it's also the same theme. They have all the same graphics, the pirate theme, which, you know, I love. I'm, a, I'm like, like I said, I'm, I'm a pirate at heart. I love it. I think they were going with it was an extension to WrestleMania. But it's like, did you spend so much money on all this graphics that you didn't get your, your payoff on it last year? That not only did you run it last year, you ran it this year, and now you're running it for Backlash. Are we going to have WrestleMania Pirates? Or are we going to have WrestleMania SummerSlam? And... And uh, a pirate theme for SummerSlam as well. Well, so as you see, they they moved Hell in a Cell from October to June. It might as well be called WrestleMania yep. Hell in that, a Cell. That is totally, 
you know that's totally ratings driven. You know that's ratings driven. Why is that? Is because Hell in a Cell is one of their bigger pay per views, and they're trying to yep. push. Yep. Could be. Yeah, because think about a Money in the Bank match. A Money in the Bank match doesn't really look awesome unless you have screaming fans literally screaming and losing their mind as somebody is either falling off a ladder or climbing a ladder to to reach. Oh, you're that, so right. That yeah, for a no crowd, but you can pull off a, a cage match with a no crowd. Hell in the cell. Yeah. You sure can. If you you know Money in the Bank last year was victim of this. Um, our boy Otis Otis not only won the Money in Bank but got it stolen from him in some stupid Barry Otis angle. Um, but think about think about the huge gimmick they had to do. They put the fucking ladder on top of the uh, tri- the the Titan Towers, and it was this whole gimmicky bullshit thing that didn't work. So, you know, that's why I think they're moving. And honestly, is is it doesn't work. They need a crowd. If there's one pay per view, if there's one real match that has to have a crowd, it seems like it's Money in the Bank. And that may be, and maybe man, I'd have to go. So right now, as I speak. This is with a lack of any research, so that makes me a horrible podcaster. But let's see if I'm right. <laughs> I'll go back and research. So I'm going to say it now, and then we'll go research it. My feeling is is that you're 100% right. Uh, the, the Money in the Bank match, the MIB, if you will, is the MITB. If you will. Is, if you will. Uh, with my, my sophisticated The WB. <laughs> so... You're probably right. That is one pay-per-view that you cannot do without. It's like tables, ladders, and chairs too, right? TLC is another one that you got to have a crowd. You know, so you got Money in the Bank, TLC. Those are two that they tried to pull off mm-hmm. without a, with a no crowd, and it just it fell flat for both of those pay-per-views. Okay, so yeah. you move you move Money in the Bank to what July when they then they can they can officially start. I know they said August, but. Maybe that July they can officially have a, a, a crowd in that pay-per-view. Come August, they're now back on the road. SummerSlam, they have full-capacity crowd, right? So without any research, am I to assume that because of what you said, we should see Money in the Bank in July, late July, instead this year, instead of normally we'd see that in June? Let's find out. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see where they're going to go with Hell in the Cell this, this next pay-per-view in five weeks because – if the new angle is Roman Reigns and Jimmy Uso in a I quit slap him in the hell in the cell match, not interested. Booyah. Not interested at all. I, you know, I'm not, not interested in that. I, I will say that we have talked about the, the good. We've talked about the bad and the ugly. Um, time to talk about some good for backlash. Man, I feel. Before you go, I friend. Text, go ahead. Go ahead. I did find it. Yep. I'll, I'll hit the brakes. So, so the original Please. WWE calendar of each of their pay-per-views money in the bank was still scheduled yeah. for june june 20th 2021 they swapped that because exactly what you said now did you research it that or did you just fucking you're just a smart wrestling guy no i was literally off the top of my head as weird as that's we exactly about. what it says i can't type money in the bank was replaced so that they could have crowds in the stadium because that pay-per-view only works with a crowd and they went ahead and put uh uh hell in a cell in june because hell in the cell doesn't really need a crowd there to to create the pop or what the wrestlers need to to create that kind of atmosphere money in the bank is now in july followed by SummerSlam. money in the bank will have a crowd it says it right here we'll have a crowd so yeah man you're a yeah. fucking smart guy good for you thank you my friend um i don't know if you know this but i'm the people's host so uh what was your name again <laughs> i yeah uh, i'm the guy it Dad. doesn't matter what your i just name showed is. up today I just started watching wrestling last night, Leland. 
Well, that's a good thing because this Roman Reigns match would have been the best you've ever seen, and that's sad that... Uh, I don't know wow. I've ever seen a match like that. I thought it's Kevin Owens this pushed long. him to his limits, but... It's take. It's taken him this long. That that Kevin's that Kevin Owen match was was good. Hell in the Cell yeah, match no, or whatever the one that, it was at man. TLC, whatever match we saw them. Yeah, um, Cesaro took him to the limits last night. It was a legit ass whooping. Cesaro legitimately got his ass whooped. Anybody in the world that says wrestling's fake, watch that. I mean, you, you, you these guys, the Cesaro got his ass whooped, and Roman Reigns has just. I don't know if you've heard this. It's it's just in hot news right off the press. Uh, Roman Reigns is the hottest heel in the business right now. Period. Hottest heel in the business. His work in that match last night was phenomenal. I've never seen Roman hitting on all cylinders. He seemed poised. He seemed calm. He seemed ready to be the champion he is right now. The minute the bell rung, I knew he wasn't going to lose that belt. I knew there was no way. There's no way that Cesaro was going to win last night. But I, I didn't even care. They put on such a good performance. Cesaro took his ass whooping, gave me some great false finishes that that got me caught up. To be honest with you, they really got me caught up. I was I was at the edge of my seat throughout the entire match. Uh, but man, Roman Reigns. Let me just point out real quick. It's towards the end of the match. Roman Reigns is toying with Cesaro. He's basically slapping him as Cesaro's on the on the ground, nursing his shoulder and his his elbow, his right elbow. He's laughing at him. As Cesaro is trying to fight back, that's the moment where I realized I'm looking at the greatest heel in the business right now. Don't take the belt off of Roman Reigns for any reason. Unless that reason is John Cena, Brock Lesnar, or The Rock. Isn't it isn't it amazing how wrestling has just kind of flipped a 180 on us where it used to be 100%. the heel's job was to put over the face. Today's wrestling, it is the face's job to put over the heel. It was you could clearly see that Cesaro's only job in that match was to put over Roman. It doesn't matter what side of the fence he's on, face heel. His job was to put Roman over, and Cesaro fucking did that. Every match that Roman Reigns has had since he's come back as a heel, every wrestler he's faced has put him over to the moon. Those matches with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens made him look like a fucking badass. And then you get Cesaro in there showing Roman like he is the Swiss cyborg. It was going to take a lot more to put him down than what Roman was throwing at him. Roman had to go to the guillotine. He had no choice. And lo and behold, guess what Cesaro did? He found ways to get out of it, stood up in it, slammed Roman down. Roman had to maintain that guillotine to put him out. Mm-hmm. My only gripe with that match is Seth Rollins showing up. It didn't make any sense to the match. I understand there's beef between Cesaro and Seth. Why did he show up to beat the shit out of him after the match? What good does that do? Are we just throwing Seth and Cesaro back into another match and getting ready for the the hell in the cell between Seth Rollins and, and Cesaro now? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just I I think the I think Seth Rollins showing up last night was more about Roman Reigns than it was about Cesaro. Because there's been some scuttlebutt going around to include conversations between you and I. That is Seth Rollins going to go face and is he going to face Roman Reigns now? Is it going to be a, 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 a unification? Are they going to you know do a spin on the shield again? What's going to happen? Are they going to come back together? Because we even said we kind of see their trajectories getting ready to come together. They're, they're coming. I think they're that him showing, him showing up last night was more 
of saying it's not going to happen, folks, and this is why. Because when those two met in the ring, Rollins had a face on him as if uh, here it is. He's going to shake hands with Roman, and we're going to see some re- reunification of the shield or whatever. And Roman's face was, get the fuck up out of my way. I don't got time for you. And he moves on. He didn't even stick around to see Cesaro get his ass whooped again. He walked off. I don't got time for this. So I think that was the button on that for all the fans, all these smart marks out here, to include us, to tell us that that's not going to happen, folks. It's not going to happen. He went off kicking Cesaro's ass after after Cesaro just had the match of his life. And now Cesaro is solidified as possibly the number one babyface to take over from Daniel Bryan on SmackDown now. And you're and you're right. And the biggest thing about that to me was is that something I missed that you just brought up now. I think that was Seth showing Roman, oh, if you can beat Cesaro's ass, I can too. You're mm-hmm. right. They're they're Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, they're they're aligning. Their their stars are starting to cross each other. They're starting to their 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 stories are starting to become one. And and the big question yeah. is is it a shield reunite? It's been pretty crowded up on them? top. Fucking everybody up, so now it's it's Seth Rollins as the right hand man, and Jay and Jimmy go back to being the tag team, or is it going to be Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns for SummerSlam for that Universal Title? Personally, Seth Rollins' heel run is annoying. I'm ready to see something different. Yeah, I don't I don't see that happening because Roman Reigns is on such a different level right now with this heel run that he literally it feels like he's convincing me to be honest. He's convincing me that he's not a nice guy. Well, what did I say last uh, night? And that's the that's the goal. Roman's the heel goal. character is more relatable than his face character. Who? How? How can we Absolutely. all not relate with the guy where we all feel like we have the pressure put on our backs to put food on the table mm-hmm. and take care of our family? That is relatable as fuck. Like Roman, when he talks and, and he make speaks, the hard and he talks decisions. about his. Yeah, when he's talking about the decisions he has to make, the shit he has to do for his family to get shit, I relate, dude. It puts I get goosebumps when I hear him mm-hmm. talk about it. Because I'm like, that's me. That's how mm-hmm. I felt. His his face character, what was the motivation? What what helped him push? It was the face character failed because it was a clear indication that WWE is pushing somebody that they wanted to be the champion, not the fans. This is a whole other Roman Reigns. This is a guy that we can all relate to, that we can get behind, even as a heel, because we've all been there. Seth Rollins' heel run, there's nothing relating to that. Who the fuck wants to be a messiah? You know, like not everybody wants that role. And, 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 and his heel run has just been nothing but annoying to me. I'd rather see Seth go back to the Seth face character and battle it out with Roman Reigns. Because let's all face it, folks. As much as we hated Seth Rollins' face run with Brock Lesnar because it all seemed too pushy and too gimmicky for Seth Rollins to come yeah. out as a win. Yeah. Truth of the matter is, Seth works better as a face. He just does. And, mm-hmm. and, we, and we need to see that character figure his way back into that role. And maybe this is what this whole angle now with Seth and Roman's going to be, is is Seth figuring his way back into that face role. I hope so. I could be wrong. You don't know how bad I want to see at this point, and, and last night solidified it. I really, really, really want to see The Rock come back. I think they're building one match. I really do. I think they have a great opportunity here to build one match between Rock and Roman as who truly is the head of the table. Because quite frankly, it's all a gimmick. The Rock is really the head of the table of that family. He's the one that became the most successful, put everybody on the map. He's the Samoan God. And he can come back and write checks for anybody in the stadium any chance he gets, any time he wants to. So he truly is the head of the table. 
Now, here's the get. Here's the catch. Let's say that they actually are building for that, and they're giving uh, uh, the fan base exactly what we're talking about, exactly what I feel like we'd all want. Uh, maybe we're a little more keen on it because we're focusing in, but you know, I think it's coming around to that. You get The Rock involved, build it to even WrestleMania 38. I don't care because it's going to have to be a big ticket to bring The Rock back. Uh, but we do know he likes to come back. We do know his roots are in wrestling. He's literally created a sitcom to let the entire world know that I may have other irons in the fire, but my roots will always be in wrestling. That's been the big key of, of Young Rock. Anyway, I digress. Get him geared up, WrestleMania 38, Rock Roman, and here you go. What is it? I'm looking at the date right now. It's May 17, 2021. I'm predicting Roman Reigns wins to become the real head of the table. Well, at some point, you have to have Rock involved. And you see the Rock do the job. You see the Rock do the job. You have to see him involved at some point because the truth of the matter is, it's, it's it, Rock owns that, the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, the Rock, whatever you want to call him by, he owns that that high mark. And uh, Roman just hasn't been in the business long enough yet. Maybe a few more years, a, mo- a few more runs like he's got, and he'll he'll get there. But, yeah, The Rock owns that spot, that number one spot in that family as head of the table. All it's going to take is like they did with John Cena and Roman, where John Cena kind of passed the torch. That's the kind of match that you're going to need to see with The Rock and Roman is a passing of the torch. Like, Roman kicks his ass. Rock fucking bows down, puts the, you know, the, the lay over his shoulder and says, okay, you're, you're, you're the man now I'm out, you know, you know, do your thing. I'm out of here. I'm going to go run for president. And that's that, you know, that's the end of the, that's the end of the discussion of who's head of the table. Don't we find it funny now that Roman Reigns' entire career, he's been booed, but now it's a good thing. It is just because they finally figured out what he was supposed to be doing this whole time. He's too big to be a baby face. He's too, he just has a mean side to him that has been wanting to come out. I mean, I, I never believed the happy go lucky. Did you? I, I didn't. It wasn't related. The whole humble, I, I, I never bought it. You know, this I buy when he does that squinty eyed and he's like, really, you're going to come at me right now, bitch, please. When he hits him with that, that's all I see on his face is bitch, please. When he's talking to people, it's believable. I think, I think, you know what, if I was in his position in all these years, what was it WrestleMania 32? I'm probably wrong with that, or maybe even 30. When he wins, it was in Dallas. When he wins the title and literally the entire stadium booed him, and he's standing there holding his title, and he, he's 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 getting booed. Think about where he's at with that. Is you motherfuckers? You were, that was my moment. You piece of shit fans. Now now look at you. Now now they're not going to take the title off of me because I'm the best heel in the business. So. And look, I, the year ago today, I hated Roman Reigns. I was sick and tired. I was so pissed off because a year a year ago around this time, we had an old episode de- dedicated to Roman Reigns, and I was pissed off we spent 30 minutes talking about it. And him. shitting on him. Now, I can't get enough. And we also said he would yeah. do better in AEW. And, and here's the other thing. Let's, let's size him up real quick. Let's just take a couple minutes here. I don't want to waste too much time with this. Let's size up the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, who's also a heel, and the WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion, who's a heel. Let's go. Uh, so we got Omega on one side that seems like a fucking cartoon character to me who's like the fucking Roadrunner. He keeps trying to squash the – or I'm sorry, the Wiley Coyote. He keeps trying to squash the Roadrunner and never gets it done even though mm-hmm. he's the king of the hill. And then you got Roman Reigns on the other side getting it done, doing what he says he's going to do, accomplishing the things he says he's going to do. I just feel like even though, yes, Omega will come out and say, I'm going to win this title. I'm going to do this. 
it's not believable. It's not relatable. And I don't feel like he's the true champion of AEW. You know who still feels like the champion to me? John fucking Moxley. Still feels like the AEW champion yeah. and he doesn't have the strap. That's me. That's me. Mm-hmm. And I think if AEW wants to compete with Roman Reigns, I'm not talking about WWE. I just mean Roman Reigns, the, the guy, that guy. You're going to need to do something different with your champion. Like, this this Omega shit ain't going to fly. All right? I understand the cleaner was very popular in Japan, and that type of character went over, like, Rover. But Yeah, he's the belt collector. In WWE world and in, in, in today's wrestling, Roman sets the bar now. MJF is a close number two, and then you got Kenny Omega. And, and Omega is not the guy. He can collect all the fucking belts he wants. If he isn't doing, If he isn't figuring out a way to outshine Roman... All those belts just they don't glitter enough for me. All that glitters is not gold. Well, Kenny Omega has got the nothing. Nobody can take away from what he is. He's the greatest technician. He's the he's the greatest. He's a uh, hell of a wrestler, down wrestler I'm not, I'm in not, today's time right now. Yeah, he he he's the greatest wrestler. But as a champion and being the belt collector, I I just don't like the cheeky, um, obnoxious heel character he is. And and I don't I don't know I don't want to see him get his ass I kind of have go away heat for him to be honest with you I like Kenny Omega I like Kenny Omega as a heel but with all those belts and all he's doing is is dodging and running from him and he's being so obnoxious I mean this guy he truly listens to everything social media uh, one week he gets blasted by the busted open guys um, and and other platforms about you know wearing the AEW title around his waist and then having his crony hold the other titles. He comes back the next week with every every belt up to his neck, just obnoxious. Um, but I, I, I do I want to see him as our AEW champion? Yes, I do right now because the opposition I don't want to see. I don't want to see Orange Cassidy as the champion. I'm sorry, I, I don't. He, he Orange Cassidy. I'm not over on this guy. I know you like him. I'm just not over on him. He doesn't do nothing for me. Um, Too much gimmick. I like to see that Orange Cassidy is in a title match for the heavyweight championship, the AEW title. I think Orange Cassidy is a good worker. He's a good title holder for maybe the TNT championship. I think their focus after this should be moving Orange Cassidy in a role of trying to fight Miro because it would be a David and Goliath. And I think Miro and Orange Cassidy can put on some good matches. Does Pac look like a champion? Okay, you just for hit AEW? a nail on the head right there, though. Fuck yeah, he does. I think Pac you, could get it done. You just hit. You just hit on the nail on the head there, though. You're talking about David and Goliath, and the biggest comparison in wrestling we have for that is Rey Mysterio and The Big Show. The reason that was so groundbreaking, the reason it sold so well, and we still love Rey Mysterio because of it, is because the facial expressions. Rey Mysterio was able to have true, genuine facial expressions under a mask. Orange Cassidy. That's his gimmick, is to no-sell everything. So how are you going to have a real David and Goliath match when your when you're David doesn't know how to sell shit? He puts his fucking hands in his pocket. I want to see Kenny Omega squash him, put him out, put him out of commission for a while. I, I mean, put the orange juice back on the, back on the shelf. You got to go back and, and watch those uh, Jericho matches when he actually had expression on his face, got pissed off, got involved in the matches. Jericho mm-hmm. pushed him to those, those limitations. That's the kind of shit I was talking about. I want to see Miro... Push him You're right. to those levels. And Miro can retain for fuck's sake. I don't care. I, I just I think he's better off going against people for that TNT title. Jungle Boy. Yeah. Matches with Jungle Boy and Orange Cassidy. Those could be barn burners. Um uh those kind of guys need to be going against that title. Pac against Kenny Omega, 
that's a fucking sell. That's a ticket I would buy. Yeah. That would drive me to go to AEW's pay-per-view to go watch these two guys get it on because Pac is a good-ass wrestler, a damn good heel. He's a killer. He's awesome. He's a, killer. He's a badass. Listen, I, I don't even know that I'd want to fight Pac in real life. That dude looks like he'd fuck me up. See, that's what I would like to see is Pac is so realistic that I would like to see him look straight at at, at uh, Orange Cassidy, the first time Orange Cassidy no-sells his shit and just straight up just sucker punches the shit out of him. Right. To bring that out of Orange Cassidy. Not so much because I want to see his face get busted. I really do. But to <laughs> see that that aggression come out of Orange Cassidy like, well, fuck, it's, it's no more jokes now. Now you just broke my fucking nose. And now I might get in more, a little more invested. But this, this whole putting your hands in your pocket bullshit, it doesn't do nothing for me. You're old school, and, I, and I'm over it's not it. realistic. I love Nobody is going to stand there and let a guy with a hand in his pockets beat him up. Nobody's going to do that. Come on. Well, keep in mind, Orange Cassidy's his whole wrestling tactics are more defensive than offensive. So when he puts his hands in his pockets, it's more you know maneuvering, evasive maneuvers to get away. Every once in a while, he might do yeah. you know throw you around with his elbow or some shit, but he's really not in there trying to kick your ass with his hands in his pockets. I'm over on it because I love goofball wrestlers. I do. I loved. I love Otis. I love. I love all these goofball guys that get out there and play the goofball kind of wrestler. I love it, but. Of all of those guys that have ever played a goofball, Orange Cassidy, and this is my opinion only, looks like the most legitimate wrestler of all of them. The man is so fucking athletic, it's ridiculous. Like, Orange Cassidy can do some things in the ring that just blow your mind. You know, and if they let him unleash a little more, he can prove to you a lot more than what he's capable of. Uh, that's just me. That's how I feel about him. I know you, I, and I respect your opinion. I do. I'm not, I'm not telling you, you fuck you, you need to like Orange Cassidy. I, that's just how I feel about him. <laughs> More of an apple juice guy, but by the way, <laughs> you like apple Cassidy, Roman Reigns heel champion, Kenny Omega heel champion. It's the age of the heels, and whether you're heel, whether you're babyface, you do you. Dog 